Time to get on the blunderbuss, where we go on a journey into leadership failure. My name is Edward Vaughan. Join me as I travel far and wide on my special bus, the blunderbuss, and have honest conversations with great leaders about some of their greatest leadership disasters. On the blunderbuss, we think it's possible to learn more from your moments of failure than your moments of success, if you know the magic secret. And we also know that failure can be fun, especially other people's. So today the blunderbuss has travelled all the way to the Sutherland Shire to Cronulla. And I'm speaking to Catherine Murray, church planter at Establish in Cronulla. Hey Catherine. Hey Ed. Welcome onto the bus. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, traffic's very busy in Cronulla. <laughs> it's very busy. Wow. Wow. You know, down near the beach, it's, uh, it's pretty full on, isn't it? It takes a long time to get down. It really does. It really does. So, um, Cathra, uh, have you ever made a leadership mistake? I've made plenty, Ed. Great. (laughs) You're in the right place. You're on the right bus. Uh, Is there one in particular that you want to tell us about? Sure. Um, I think one of the mistakes I have made and probably continue to make and will keep working on for a long time is trying to get the balance right between um, being and doing. So, um, yeah, particularly, so our church plant is five years old now, and particularly in the early days of planting, but again, it sort of seems to come in little seasons. Um, We were just very busy and really busy doing really good stuff, like really kind of, you know, building a team. Um, I had really small kids at home at the time, a baby up to a seven-year-old, and... um, just, yeah, busy doing. Lots of good stuff. People in our house most nights of the week. Um, mm. I was actually homeschooling the kids at the same time as well and um, spent most... I used to get up at 6am to be able to meet with people before Lee had to get up and get ready for for um, for him going to work. So he would come get the kids up and I'd be meeting people in that 6 to 7.30 time slot and then I'd be with the kids all day and I would have people in the home again in the evening. So it was busy, but it was all really good stuff and um, I guess the mistake I made was getting to the point where we didn't, we sort of felt like we were on this treadmill that we couldn't get off and we couldn't work out how to slow down, we didn't take days off, even though we knew that was a good thing to do, We, we, we didn't spend time together, we had to, I got to a point Actually, this was one a really good thing. I got to a point where my coach said, "You need to schedule a meeting with your husband because wow. you two need to talk." Really? You actually like so put it we in the actually di- had okay. diarised a meeting once a week, which was really beneficial <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> romantic. <laughs> and that was just to talk about church. Yeah, right. <laughs> then we okay. get the you know the date night. Um, so that was really interesting, and I think just a time of, of we we we're quite high capacity people, and so we could do it. But it wasn't good for us. And not know. sustainable. And I'm not guessing. sustainable. Yeah. No, yeah. No. And, I mean, as someone who has been involved in planning a church and anyone who has done that kind of ministry before knows, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. And you do have to be active. Yeah. And there's a lot of things to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's almost um, some sense of inevitability about mm. this kind of thing. But you talked about being and doing. Mm. So what... What what are you what do you mean by yeah, contrasting sure. those two terms? Um, so I was doing a lot of doing in those days. I was very reliant upon myself and what I could do and I could achieve and who I could meet with. And if I wasn't able to meet with somebody or do a certain thing, I felt like I was dropping the ball and and, and it was um, and I wasn't. I guess I wasn't trusting in God in that time okay. to be doing the doing and so that I could just be with Him. And so 
Um, I struggled to spend time with God because I really didn't have a moment in my day to do right. it outside of, you know, spending time with God with other people, but sure. my own personal, yeah. you know, that real kind of personal time with God. Um, and not that I never did, because I did, but yeah. it was, certainly it wasn't a, a, a regular um, life-giving thing that I was... was not, not a rhythm, not a practice. Not a rhythm, practice. no. And we were really bad at taking days off and sort of Sabbathing. We didn't do that at all. Um, and, yeah, I think that's what I... It's, it's that being with God to the point where you're just going, I know you've got this even when I haven't. And so I felt like I had to keep going because I wasn't giving that to God. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that characterised, from what I hear you saying, the early phase mm. of, you know, the, the church plant at Establish. <laughs> so what happened? Like, mm. how did it change? Um, I think in some ways it wasn't a sort of moment of realisation. Okay. It was more of a slow, gradual process of us going, this isn't sustainable, it's not going to work. Um and uh, yeah, just putting in real disciplines in place around taking days off and um, my own personal conviction that I need to put more time into my own personal time with God and, and really wanting to, wanting to do that. It was never a thing that I didn't want to do, but prioritizing it and going, this is more important. It's okay to say no to these things for the benefit of, of this. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that's been a really, great thing to do mm. and I think like I alluded to at the beginning it doesn't mean that you know we've always I've always kind of managed that well certainly at this moment um end of 2020 and kind of COVID life and all of those things I feel like we're on a bit of a treadmill again just trying to get things it's almost like we're back to the early days of planting we're yeah. just trying to relaunch our church as opposed to you know yeah. um and so there's been periods of time in the last few months where we've had, again, we've had something on every night of the week. We've had, you know, various things and struggling with that day off and all of those things. So I think it's definitely an ongoing process for me, but I'm much more able to quickly say, actually, it's okay to say no. I know God's got this. I just pull back from that and trust in God with it. You mentioned along the way uh, the input of someone who was your coach. Yeah. Tell yeah. us a bit about that. Oh, I had an amazing woman coaching me for the first three years of planting. Okay. And um, I just, I mean, she's, she's just awesome. But the thing I valued most about coaching was once a month I had somebody that would listen to me but dig deep, like not let me get away with yes. the excuses. She would really push on things that were personal and would get me to question the things that were really important. And... And I knew she was going to talk to me again in a month, so I had to do something about it. <laughs> accountability, right? Yeah, that's right, accountability. But it was, but it was led by me and what was important right. to me and what where I was at. And so, if it was about our marriage that month, or if it was about a relationship with somebody here, or if it was about a church ministry, well, that's that's where we went because that's what I was being overwhelmed by in that time. And she helped me to get such clarity about so much stuff and just be able to push forward and. Mm. I don't think we would have survived those early years without both of our coaches. Yeah, mm. yeah. well, that's really yeah. one of the things that people have often said when they've spoken on the blunderbuss mm. is just how important that kind of voice from mm. outside Absolutely. is because we um, have our blind spots, mm. you know, yeah. we, we ignore things or we let things slide. Someone speaking in from the outside. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So important. So I heard you saying you're not perfect at doing this and there are busy times right yeah, which we always understand yeah. and this year has been incredibly intense mm. for so many people mm. 
Um, what have you learnt though out of all this? Mm, I think that I've, I've, what I've learnt is that um, yeah there are seasons and there are busier seasons than others but the thing that I want to prioritise in those seasons is my time with God, not right. uh, the things that need to be done. Um, and if that means some stuff gets dropped, that's okay because it's actually in God's hands anyway. Um, yeah. And it's his to begin with. And so I think just getting that real kind of understanding of God's grace in all of this and that I'm partnering with him in what he's doing, mm. um, it's easier to to make sure that actually the, the main thing for me is that I've got a relationship with him and I'm praying and asking him for support and help in that rather than thinking yeah. somehow I can do it better without him, which yeah, is yeah. what happens when I'm in the doing mode, not the being mode. Yeah. I'm, I'm really saying to God, I think I can do this better without you because I haven't got time for you today. I need to go and do this thing over here. And it's like, and, that doesn't make sense. And it is horribly ironic, isn't it? When totally. when you don't have time for the God that you're actually doing this exactly. for. right? It's, it's just like madness. Yeah, it just doesn't make Except sense. So many people in ministry are in it. And it's interesting, Catherine, that, that when you speak about this, it's really about um, not about, it's not a timetabling issue, really. It's not an organizational issue, because I imagine you're a very organized person. But it's yeah, something much more deep, uh, 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 an attitude, yeah. That, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just going every morning, I want to make wake up and say, the most important thing today is that I spend time with God before I do anything. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And you alluded to things like Sabbath mm. and so on. Has that become a little bit more of a practice mm. for yeah. you yeah. and and, and again, I do think there's a seasonal thing about it. When we were in the very early days, like I said, I was homeschooling and we had four kids aged one to seven, something like that. Um, and so really what a Sabbath looks like is very different right. than what it can look like now where I've got four children in school. Um, and so Lee and I take Friday off together um, and spend the day together doing whatever. Do whatever you want to do. Doing whatever, exactly. And it's still not. I, I mean, I've, I've wrestled with this, and it's quite funny, actually, because I've wrestled with it so much over the years. Lee was really insistent that we took it as a Friday because it was the kids were at school. We could just have that time together. And I've had this wrestle, but I want it to be on a Saturday. Right. I, want your, I want you there when I'm at home with the kids. Right. Um, and... I can use my Friday to do all this stuff. <laughs> it would be more efficient. It's more efficient if it's a Saturday because I've got Saturday anyway. So I had this ongoing battle for a few years of really kind of, am I like, how can I be really okay with this? But here we are, um, we're doing it and it's good. And okay. It's really good, yeah. Okay, so final, yeah. final question. Yeah. How do you see failure now? How do you regard oh. The process of failure and the process of learning from failure. How yeah. do you see failure now? Well, I don't think I like failing. I mean, I don't think I like getting stuff wrong. But at the end of the day, we're, you know, it is a learning process, and I think the whole of life is learning. And God can use all of those things to teach us. And I think that's the, um, well, I mean, that's sanctification, isn't it? He, he puts us through the hard stuff to strip us away so that we can grow and be more like him. And I think that's the essence of failure, really. Catherine, thank you. Thanks to Catherine Murray for sharing about one of her leadership mistakes and what she has learned. At the St. Michael's Institute, we want to encourage people to take more risks for the kingdom of God and have a crack at innovative ministries, which means sometimes we're going to get things wrong. Uh, we'd love it if you would subscribe and rate the blunderbuss. It actually helps more people know about this podcast. 
Go to our website at www.stmichaels.institute and read the blog post about today's episode. And we'll see you next time on The Blunderbuss. Bus.